Quick Stop is brought to you by Lucky Dice Games. Check them out at stores.ebay.com slash Lucky Dice Games. Hey everybody, welcome to Click Stuff today. This is your host Daniel Powell speaking, and I've got uh, Jason Alvey. Hey, what's up? And uh, David Gosselman. I am David Gosselman. You are. And our uh, very special guest today is uh, 2017 national U.S. Nationals champion uh, Dustin Cedars. Hey everybody. Well, uh, congratulations, Dustin, and uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. No, no problem, no problem. Um, I, uh, uh, I uh, unknowingly, uh, until after the round three, uh, went, uh, I played both uh, your uh, brother and I guess your, uh, I guess he's your friend. Uh, the, another yeah, I another one of my teammates. Yeah, so, uh, so I faced them in round one and two of Nationals. That was... Uh, and I saw that the all the long hair um, gathered together in a pod, and it was you guys. So <laughs> that uh, was us. So is uh, is having long hair a requirement for being on your team? Uh, no, I think uh, we were just all sort of drawn together in appreciation of each other's uh, hair. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro! Nice hair. Oh, nice hair. Exactly, something like that. I guess the real revelation is that the long hair is more powerful than the big beard, right? <laughs> well, that, that's actually our first. That's actually one of our first questions for Dustin. Um, we'll just ask that to start out with Brian Poland, and really the whole world wants to know: Does your hair power your clicks, uh, like uh, Samson from the Bible? Um, and and <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely a valid question because I've been doing really well since I've started growing the hair out. So maybe yeah. there's something to it. And then uh, I believe Brian is asking strictly, strictly in a follicle manner, follicle manner, follicle, uh, hair on hair, your hair versus PJ's beard, which wins? Oh, PJ's beard, hands down. That thing is a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Even though when they went one-on-one, you won. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, got a little, I got a little bit lucky. That was hair on hair. This is hair on hair, Dave. This is not a. This is not anything to do with clicks. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, the hair has everything to do with clicks. Don't you know that? Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's true. So, so Dustin, tell us a little bit about yourself. How how long you've been playing clicks? And I know you've got quite a few uh, recent uh, accomplishments. So, uh, uh, just kind of tell us about your uh, clicks history and uh, what uh, what kind of accomplishments you've uh, gotten recently here. Uh, sure. I started playing uh, probably back around 2007, and I just, just sort of played briefly, and then uh, got out of it for a while, and then about uh, two, a little over two years ago, right after uh, Nick Fury, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. dropped, I got back into it. Uh, me and my brother started playing again, and uh, it's probably about another nine months after that before I went to any sort of competitive events, but 
Uh, first few I went to didn't do so great, uh, but I learned a lot. And then this year I've had a lot better luck. Uh, I won a WKO in February in uh, Lake Worth, Texas. I won a win a map down in Houston uh, just a few weeks later. And then I won the uh, ROC uh, Super Qualifier up in at Dice Addictions in Tulsa uh, just a few days before the, uh, the set rotation. And then, uh, of course, I won Nationals a few weeks ago. Now, I guess not even a few weeks ago yet. A week and but a half. I, about a week and a half, yeah. It's a, it's a short list, but uh, pretty much all this has been this year. I've been had a pretty good year this year. Yeah, that's, uh, that's quite impressive. So thank you. Um, so with uh, with your uh, fame and notoriety, uh, you've garnered the attention of uh, Mr. Chomps, our wrestling alligator mascot, um, and uh, he's a pretty nasty wrestler. Um, so the question that we ask for you, uh, Mr. Chomps wants to know: uh, Would you rather wrestle Mr. Chomps the alligator, or would you rather change your hair into a mullet? Ooh. That's a tough one. Uh, uh, well, I guess it's it's going to come down to me either wrestling the alligator or wrestling my girlfriend because if I cut my hair into the mullet, she's going to be angry. Does your girlfriend <laughs> have large jaws? Yeah, I think I'd probably rather take the alligator than go with the mullet. <laughs> Fair enough. Well... I'm um, guessing his girlfriend's not like nine feet long. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Chomps is a nine foot long wrestling alligator. Um, previously, he has killed puppies. <laughs> it's a terrible thing. <laughs> why? Why we haven't? Why is our? Why is our mascot? I don't know. Because he forced us to uh, take him on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He secretly holds us hostage. Um, we're looking for Dustin to save us, but no. <laughs> so yeah, everybody goes to uh, death by uh, alligator. So it's crazy. Um, oh, I guess we'll go down in a blaze of glory. That'd be a glaze of a blaze, a glaze, a glaze, glaze. Of, a glaze of glory. <laughs> sounds, uh, sounds scary. Uh, blaze of, like a blaze of glory and hair, I would believe, right? Just poof. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's our uh, so our, our next question. Uh, just uh, coming in here is, uh, uh, you know, I just it's our first kind of smack talk question I think we've ever got. That uh, Adam Wolfkong wants to know: Do you ever play anything other than Jakeem? <laughs> I do. Believe it or not, I do. Uh, uh, I won uh, win a map earlier this year with Shredders, so I guess that's something. Um, but I have had a lot of luck with Jakeem, I can't deny it. Uh, Jakeem really suits my play style. I like to be a little bit defensive and sort of wait for my opportunities to hit hard. And Jakeem can definitely uh, be very, very defensive, which I like. So uh, tell tell us about what you played in nationals and um, what what led to that decision for you, that combination. Sure, um, uh, I play tested a few different teams. Um, originally, I was going to play a Jakeem Goblin King team until I showed up and did uh, 
saw some people playing different teams in the grinders, and I saw a lot of the Jakeem and Goblin King combos. And um, I had been playtesting with Faust as well, and I just I just figured that maybe uh, Faust would catch some people off guard because there were so many Jakeem Goblin Kings. I figured people were sort of preparing for that for that duo with their builds and their strategies and. I just hope that maybe Faust would catch some people off guard. Maybe they weren't preparing or planning to see uh, a lot of Faust builds, and he actually worked pretty well with uh, with Jakeem. So, so what was your full build? What was your full build for Nationals? My full build was uh, Jakeem Thunder uh, with uh, assigned uh, Supreme Intelligence, and then Bizarro Green Arrow, uh, Faust, uh, Pym Particle Tank. And two ID cards. I used a Spider-Man ID card and a Shield level seven ID card. I had uh, Cosmic Spider-Man on my sideline. I had uh, the Shield Super Rare Shield Hulk on my sideline. I also had uh, Nick Fury and Hawkeye on my sideline. Chase Hawkeye. And that was my full build. So, my first question. I asked Howard this question too. Uh, why no Superior Spider-Man on the Spider-Man card too? Oh yeah, uh, he's great. I don't actually own one. <laughs> I should have probably borrowed one and brought it, but uh, I was a little bit behind the ball trying to collect pieces for some of my teammates and my brother and everyone else, and I kind of definitely messed up. I should have brought a, uh, a super rare handstand Spider-Man too for my sideline. That would have been pretty good, yeah. but I did. <laughs> but it worked out. Uh, I didn't really end up needing a Cosmic Spider-Man in my anything other than Cosmic Spider-Man in any of my matches, so luckily yeah. I didn't need them. So my, my analysis so far of Nationals and Worlds is that the threat of Cosmic Spider-Man prevented a lot of uh, barrier-type teams that we expected to see in. Did you did you run into any uh, heavy barrier teams or multiple Alan Scotts on any team? I didn't run into any of the multiple Alan Scotts. I did play a couple of teams that had uh, one of the Alan Scott uh, barrier green lanterns on there. But uh, like you said, uh, I had some lucky dice rolls with Cosmic Spider-Man, hit the, uh, hit the high defenses through the walls, and, and he just he one-shots them. So if you don't have more than one, then he's going to get rid of the, the one pretty, pretty quickly. Right. Sure. That's good. Did you ever use uh, Shield Hulk? I did not. I didn't. I, I, I had him on my sideline uh, specifically for the uh, the multiple Alan Scott Green Lantern teams. People were running two or three of them, and uh, putting up layers and layers of barriers that I. And uh, that was. I I didn't actually ended up not playing a single one of those teams, so I never had to use them. Yeah. Yeah, that was my uh, that was my assessment. Is that the the threat of the Cosmic Spider Man just made the Alan Scott teams just not uh, viable? Which is really, I mean, since last year's rotation, that's the first time we've had a piece that almost like discourages you from playing something else. So like where we had like um, High Fathers and Lydia's and Copycats and things like that in you know previous. Uh, years that would, you know, so a copycat would, like, at one point it would be, like, you really need to concentrate on what you're going to play and how fast you could possibly get it back. A high father kept you from really going too tentpole heavy back then. And, uh, you know, so this is the first one I that I can really think of at this level 
has been like completely discouraged you from playing a piece that previously was all over the meta and now it's almost uh you know um a liability yeah no i agree you're right ever since uh 2016's rotation um there hasn't been a piece that pretty much hard counters any other piece until until i think we're i think that we're getting almost to that point with uh the new chase hawkeye and bezero Oh, he seems to be pretty true. effective that's counter good, for that piece. I will, that is a good point. Uh, and that's uh, that's sort of depressing. So I mean, yeah. So I played Bizarro too on uh, in Nationals in Worlds, um, and the only games I lost were to Chase Hawkeye, um, but I didn't lose all of the games that had Chase Hawkeye. Um, how many times did your uh, Bizarro die to a Chase Hawkeye? Uh, in two of my three losses, uh, Patrick Yapoko did it against me once. Easton Brock did it against me in top 16 at Worlds pretty effectively. And, uh, I think, uh, someone else did it to me. I can't remember who, but it was my other, my third loss. My two losses during Swiss, during Nationals and Worlds were both to a, a Hawkeye taking out Bizarro, and then my loss in top 16 at Worlds was to the same situation. So, it was definitely so, a viable counter. Dan, can you explain that interaction? Sure. Um, partially for me, because I, I basically get it, right? Bizarro becomes the, the target. Sure. But like, how so, many... Go ahead and explain it. Yeah, so... So, Chase Hawkeye has his running shot that when he resolves a running shot he gets to make a shot against a target that he hasn't previously targeted um and i can read that power too i can pull that up here in a second so the way bizarro green arrow works is that if he's adjacent to another character he has to become a target that's that's non-optional so, all right so even if there's only one guy next to him that one guy constantly becomes or, so let let's say you got Jakeem next to Bizarro. Right. You aim at Jakeem, Bizarro becomes the target. So you aim at Jakeem again because Bizarro became the target, not Jakeem. So you just continuously do that until you kill him. Yeah, and then so there's a, there was a couple of interactions uh, that they ruled uh, is that if Jakeem had shape change, he never got to roll shape change um, from Hawkeye. Right, because he's not the target. Right, because Bizarro, and so Bizarro becomes the target even if it's illegal. So, Hawkeye never directly says, I am targeting Bizarro. He just redirects to him. So, there's no token that's required, right? The Bizarro's token is to do the reverse combat expert. Uh, your your best chance is to go ahead and dump that token into attack value. Um, and hope that they miss. Uh, but even if you dump it into... Um, you know, attack, right? Uh, minimally, he becomes a 9. Uh, he's got a base 11, so he becomes a 9. Uh, generally, he has a perplex from Jakeem uh, to get him to a 12 or a 10. Um, and then he's just needing to roll a 7 once to not miss. Um, so, I, I the Bizarro game that I won, or the Hawkeye game that I won, the guy rolled a 3 and then a 4. 
So it's certainly possible to miss, but uh, I also had one where he went somewhere around eight times and I didn't roll lower than an eight. And yeah, I definitely had some of those myself. Yeah. So it, it, I won I won every game where they didn't have a Chase Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, and how much a, how much is that guy going for right now? Uh, he's like fifty bucks still. Okay. Um, you know, I, I mean, it, and it's one. not it's not saying that I played you know magnificently or anything, right? Uh, just in general, it's just that bizarre Green Arrow allows you to have Jakeem right there. They can't shoot you because it's going to go to Bizarro Green Arrow. So you they have to they have to get in closer to you first. So. Hawkeye has definitely risen in price. Yes. Uh, he's no longer $50. Uh, the last the last four have sold for about 70 to 75 dollars. Yeah, so basically he went up because he's awesome. <laughs> yeah, there's only, there's only like two available for, on eBay right now. They're both in the 80s. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm waiting for Howard to put up like six this weekend. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to lie. I've been constantly uh, messaging Easton like, hey, when did your dad put this stuff up? <laughs> yeah, and Dustin, you got quite a bit of stuff to put up too. You ended up with what, a factory set and uh two chase sets something like that yeah exactly yeah which uh which factory set did you get uh adw nice so you, yeah so you, i got the hawkeye <laughs> so so you've got some hawkeyes for your buddies and or uh for your uh for your ebayness yeah mo- I, mo- most of my buddies got first dibs on the stuff nice and they all they all they all grab stuff <laughs> So, so do you have an official team name? Or are you guys just uh, loosely associated oh, yeah. right now? Oh no, we're the we're the Uncanny Clicksman. Oh, that's right. Yep, that's right. You joined the Uncanny Clicksman. Yes, sir. So, uh, I mean, those are a bunch of nice guys uh, out of the Dallas oh, yeah, area. They're, they're, so, they're... yeah, I've uh, I've played them a few times uh, in Little Rock. They usually come up to Little Rock and. Uh, I've made it down there once. Uh, let's see. So what we got next here for you? Um, well, so David Stockman, I guess you were on his podcast earlier this week. Uh, your question is, uh, what's your favorite Golden Age figure? And uh, I'll add on to that. What's your favorite figure of all time, even if it's currently modern? Um, my favorite Golden Age figure was the old, um, the the old Martian Manhunter sitting on the uh, Oreo cookie throne. Oh yeah, oh, that was a good one. Yeah, gets <laughs> two plus two to his plus two to his defense against either closer range attacks for that turn or something like that. He was just so great. That, uh, he might actually still be my favorite piece of all time, and if not, it's probably a close uh, close second would be a Midnighter from the uh, Flash set. I I really love that piece. It's an amazing piece and really underrated. Not modern anymore, but really good. Uh, yeah. So that Martian Manhunter was from Brave and the Bold. It was funny you mentioned that. Uh, I was just talking to uh, Kyle Cooney, who's uh, one of our uh, teammates, 
uh, on the way back from clicks about it. Uh, he's got uh, telepathic invisibility. At the beginning of your turn, you may choose close attack or range combat attack. Martian Manhunter modifies his defense plus three against the chosen oh, type attack. Three. Yeah. So he, he gains that power on... Yeah, that was uh, a fun piece. He gains that power on click three uh, of his dial, which makes him a 20 defense, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. And he had traded shape change, too, and phase and teleport, so it was hard to pin him down. Yeah, and uh, so he had 8 range uh, mind control and side blast on that click, and hypersonic with 8 range, too, on the t- yeah. first two clicks, so... And the Midnighter, he's good. Um, I actually played against a Midnighter in a Limited earlier this year. Um, and it was funny, I had to have the guy keep reading me what he did. Um, because nobody usually played him in meta, uh, in general. So I had to ask what he did. He's a really solid piece. Um, oh yeah, definitely. A little yeah. bit squishy, but very, very offensive. Yeah, charge, flurry, toughness, uh, stealth when he doesn't have two action tokens, uh, exploit, outwit. Um, if he uses outwit on an adjacent character, he can use plasticity and can't be ignored for movement purposes. So, super, super lockdown piece, too. He's got uh, combat. Yeah, he combat also, he also, Go ahead. I would say he also, he also uh, ignores ignores any modifiers to your defense when he targets you. And each time he targets you, he drops your defense by one. Yeah. So when he flurries, you'll end up being minus two for the second attack from your printed defense. Nice. Pretty great. Yeah, he's fun. He, <laughs> he, was, he was hard to get on my team, uh, or that team I was playing that day. Um, I think he was one of the last figures that I took out. So, cool. Those are, those are very different than what we've... Uh, Heard those are very original answers um, from typical. Yeah, most people just give like super meta, uh, you know, <laughs> pieces and stuff like that. They're just like, oh, I really like this. And it's just like, okay, well, I mean, everyone likes that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not knocking anybody. I'm just saying. Fair enough. Um,. I don't understand Rob Fopp's question. Um, I think Little I, song lyrics or something? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Do you get it, Dustin? Sometimes do you feel like you don't have a partner? Sometimes do you feel like your only friend is in the city you live in? The city of angels? Lonely as That's you are? That's a Red Hot Chili Peppers song. Oh, yeah, it is. That's right. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh my goodness! You didn't realize that. <laughs> I didn't at first, but it seems that as soon as you said it, I did. All right. I mean, obviously, yeah. my uh, red hot redemption, uh, red hot reading of those lyrics triggered y'all's mind. So that's definitely what it was. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, "Under the Bridge" by Chili Peppers. Yeah, I think that's what that yeah. song is called. Yeah. <laughs> And I assume, reddest, Rob, I, assume Rob, I assume Rob is saying that uh, Mr. Dustin uh, looks like the lead singer, I guess. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I don't think he looks like Anthony Kiedis. Other than they shared long hair. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I might have to go back and look at um, that era of Chili Peppers. 
Yeah, I'm looking at their. I'm looking at just like Google Images, and he doesn't have long hair in all of his photos. He did at no. that point in time, though. Gotcha. Right. We'll have to go watch the music video later. Yeah. Dustin, you a big Red Hot Chili Peppers fan? Uh, no. Not so much. A little bit. Not so much. Not a huge fan. I just think it's funny. Everyone always thinks I look like someone, though. I get that a lot. You look like that one guy with long hair. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> exactly. That one guy. Like the lead singer of White Pretty Snake. Pretty much. <laughs> I had to, uh, I played, when I played your brother, I was like, wait, you don't look like the the one Sears that I know. He's like, no, 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 that's my brother. And I was like, oh, gotcha. And, <laughs> and he's and he's Derek, right? Right, that's my brother. Yeah, so I was like, Derek, Dustin, you guys are named very closely. So, All right, so be honest with us. Are you guys the number one brother duo ever in clicks? Uh, I I actually have no idea. I'm not even sure how many other brother or clicks playing <laughs> duos there are. I think y'all might be the only one for now. <laughs> well, if we're the only one, then I would say yes for sure. <laughs> right. Um. You know, you got me thinking. I can't think of any other specific uh, brothers. Um. I think there. I might. I think I might know more husband and husband and wife teams than I do uh, brothers. Oh, the, the Summers brothers, right? Yeah, uh, the I'm Summers just... brothers. Yeah. I don't know if Chase played we, a lot, really. But, yeah. We have the Cockerel brothers on our Uncanny Clicksman team. I think uh, uh, Jake is the reigning Texas State ROC champion. Oh, so okay. they're not. Mm, so maybe the Clicksmen uh, have the uh, have the, the market, monopoly on the, the brothers. The monopoly on the brothers, yeah. yeah. Huh. So you guys, would you say you're like the Peyton and Eli Manning of uh, of, of Clicks? Uh, and maybe so, I guess yeah. You could you could, you, you could call my brother Eli. Right? He <laughs> sort of has that stump about him. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I'll, I'll take Peyton, for sure. So you're saying you have a large forehead? Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> and you love, uh, <laughs> and you own, like, a hundred Papa John's? Exactly. Love pizza. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Edward K. says, congrats, and I'm impressed at how well you blend uh, meta and casual. Keep it up, and much success to you. So that's probably a good question. Um, how um, how do you continue to have when you play so much meta clicks? What do you do um, to continue to chill out? I would say and have fun playing uh, casual clicks because I find that's something that I struggle with uh, personally. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, our, our my local shop, we have a lot of rules against. Uh, resources, entity, possession, um, team bases, stuff like that. So there aren't a lot of the um, more, more meta game effects being used at our shop. It's pretty much just figures and stuff. And uh, I try I have a, a bunch of figures that I keep in a box that I, that I won't play for uh, for fun games. Now, I, I try to build uh, theme teams, usually. I try to go with named theme teams, and that kind of helps you not build 
build something that's a little too overpowered or maybe a little too um, too uh, cohesive or fluid of a team. Something that works a little too well for just a fun game. Yeah, I try to. I try to. The name theme teams, I think, kind of helps me with not overpowering my builds. Yeah, see, I still, I don't know, I still do that, and its team has to work really well together. Or if you're Dave, you just play the Trinity of Sin name theme team. I do that from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> Not too many options for that. So oh, we right. can do fun fouls this week, too. Okay, <laughs> so we could do fun fouls, I guess. We haven't done that in a while. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, let's, let's just do that. Yeah, so we're going to base it on yeah. our 99 and pointless night, then. Well, that's the last time we all played together, so why not? All right, so so Dustin, um, you uh, we're going to tell you our format. We're going to tell you our teams, um, and then based on just what we tell you, you have to tell us whether or not that team, in and of itself, is a fun foul. Sure. So, Jason, why don't you kick us off? Okay. So the format was four hundred points, modern age, and all characters had to be. 99 points or less. So that that was the format for the night. Uh, okay. If I can remember everything I played here, I had uh, Chase Hydra Cap, Chase Hawkeye, uh, title character Doctor Strange, uh, 75 point Cosmic Spider-Man, Iron Heart, and uh, 25 point uh, Colossal Sinestro. I think that was it. <laughs> so, so only three chases, right? Yeah, only three chases. Just because they're a chase doesn't make them unfun. <laughs> now, you, so Jason, yeah, you're, you're, not, legal, you're, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to defend your decision. Dustin has to tell us. <laughs> Dustin has to tell us whether or not it's a fun foul. Yeah, I would. I would definitely call fun foul on that one. Yeah, so, fair enough. So Dave, we're, 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 we're probably all getting fun fouls this week, I'm just saying. Probably. <laughs> go, go for it, Dave. All right, we're going in order of severity, huh? Okay, um, you might have to help me, Dan. I know I played, um, Hold on. Machine. Yep. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I had Vision on my team, too. I forgot about that. Shifting Focus Vision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had, um, Peace Machine. Um, haha Joker at 50 points. Um, the Shifting Focus Deadpools. Um, Overdrive. Yeah. Symbiote Weapon Drop. Proteus was on Joker. And what else did I have, Dan? Uh, Bomb Batman and Doctor Strange ID cards. Okay, yeah. Bomb Batman and Doctor Strange, um, off the ID cards. It was the rare Doctor Strange. Um, yeah, that was my. T- it was basically I wanted to. See- oh, I'll, I'll just say after you, you, you gotta give me my foul first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely gonna give you a foul. I think <laughs> I think you guys play a little more competitively than we do at my home shop. Those are all those are all fun fouls at my home shop. <laughs> I uh, I was trying to see how Peace Machine worked with the the Prime Pool and the Haha to make a. Um, a more modernized, I wouldn't say don't die because they do die, but hard to kill type team with ID cards. Very, very hard to kill. Yeah. No, I love Peace Machine. I, I, I played against the Peace Machine at Origins. I think he's going to be great. 
once people figure out how to put him on different teams. My favorite thing was calling out Bomb Batman, putting the bomb on Ha Ha Joker, and then before <laughs> it explodes, you go in and freaking try to tie up their team with Ha Ha Joker and blow them up. Oh, and you play with Dr. Demonicus, too. Oh, and Dr. But Demonicus is, is on the team. College. Oh, yeah, definitely. Even though it's really, really fun. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and then Dan can tell you his bullshit team. Um, I'm putting it all together. I for oh okay, that's right. I, I'm rebuilding it because I forgot what all I played. Um, so you guys have to remember I'm missing one piece. Um, oh that's right. I I no, I got it. I got it. I got it. All right, so I played with um two uh, two Sinestros at uh, Colossal Retaliation, um, a Mer <laughs> a Meridroid. Uh, Ironheart, Goblin King at 75, uh, Rachel Cole Owls, uh, Ace the Bathound, Shifting Focus Superman, uh, and the Boxing Ring. Again, that's awesome. <laughs> but, but, but a little bit of a fun stuff. <laughs> I love Rachel, I love Rachel and Goblin ring. King. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was actually one of our tamer nights, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> it wasn't too bad, really. Yeah, yeah really. No, I mean, so I think I think here's the thing, is that uh, we go through as a group um, wanting to have fun and tone it down. But I think uh, this past week we wanted to tone it up a little bit and just try out a bunch of small pieces that we think may be good going forward for states, that, for states coming up. So. Right. It, it's this constant struggle between we'd like to play and have fun, but at the same time, there's always, especially around here, and as much as me and Dan lately have been traveling, there's always just another rock right around the corner. And you're always wanting to oh, try yeah. something new. You don't want to come up with the same idea every time, right? So, like, so I'm like, huh, I wonder, you know, if I can hold my own with Demonicus, or I wonder if how hard it is to kill Joker and Prime Pool whenever Peace Machine's on the map. And I want to try out these new characters on these ID cards that I haven't specifically tried with this yet. So, like, while we're but, playing a, quote, casual game, we're always still constantly trying out new things for competitive play. It was a fairly unrestricted build format for this week, though, too. Unlike a lot of the ones we have. This week coming up is an absolute nightmare. So, this upcoming <laughs> week, we we were we are not issuing any fun fouls. Um, no. So, so Dustin, our format for this upcoming week is uh, 300 Rock Age. Um, so, typical, that's, so, Rock Age is everything Superman and newer. Um, including, anything with an Oreo base. Yeah, anything with an Oreo yeah. base, including indie clicks. Um... So typically like that Yu -Oh! that's yeah Yu-Gi-Oh and Lord of the Rings, uh, and typically that's ran as a limited format. Uh, but so we're modifying that to include uh, full resources. Ooh, that's gonna be fun, right? Exactly. <laughs> so I, I, no, I already said say. though, if I see an orange battery, I'm turning around and going home. <laughs> well, I said that if I see a green battery, I'm bringing out my orange battery. 
isn't that bad. I want my free actions. I, if I'm going to play the Book of the Skull, I want my free actions. Well, I, I want to play Book 2, so I think you're going to be safe. I don't know. Jason loves the Green Battery, so he's not said that he's not going to play it. So You know, I, I mean... I'm probably I, not going to be there to play it all, so it probably won't matter. I played the book in the prime of the Green Battery and did just fine. You'll be okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, would, I would probably be playing the book as well. It's so I'll probably much be fun. Doing, it is, especially with Miss Death being a thing now. Oh, man, I didn't think about that. <laughs> Free quick. Yeah. Free quake for four damage. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's gonna do that now. <laughs> now I want to play Clarion with her because there was a, a point during limited season where I wanted to play Mister Death with an amalgam on her with Night Lantern and give like the the LE flash that was out and and run up and punch with Mister Death and then phase in with um, Clarion drop off Teagle and see if I can roll a six blades for 12 damage. Because <laughs> how funny would that be? Mm. Oh, it's great. That's, it could be pretty funny. I, I just never got around to it because I just didn't think it was that competitive, but man, 12 damage from a little kitty would have been hilarious. <laughs> That's a uh, poor cat. So, so just let me ask you this. So, just at your shop, just playing multiple chase figures on your team automatically make it a not fun team. We have a lot of new players who, uh, who are kind of still learning the game and stuff. So, we try to keep the builds toned down just to not discourage some of the guys that we have coming in to play every week. Uh, we usually do more competitive builds on Thursday nights and then more relaxed builds on Sundays. So, you can get a little more creative on Thursday nights. But that's that's also a new thing. Uh, we, we've had so many new players lately that we had to make a night where it's just for more competitive builds because some of our guys have been playing for a lot longer and do like to build you know, more crazy teams like uh, Mistress Death and Book of the Skulls type of stuff. But, uh, but if you're a new player and you don't have a lot of clicks and you come in and just get destroyed, then it might discourage you from coming back and playing again. That's what no, we're I, trying to try to avoid. I, I totally understand that. I mean, we've had this discussion before. Uh, as far as that goes, that I, I just don't see that this, it being a chase figure, figure designation doesn't automatically make it an unfun figure. Not just chase figures. You had just a particular set of chase figures that I thought was a really awesome combination. Uh, Hawkeye and that Hydra Cap is silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been wanting to bust those two out for a while. Yeah. Oh, that's great. It's okay. Jason, uh, Jason rolled the nines that he needed to hit me in the boxing ring, so... Yeah, Hawkeye was was tearing it up, man. <laughs> In that game. Um, so Scott Crampton, uh, we got a dual part here between Scott Crampton and Warren Jin. Uh, Scott Crampton wants to know about your hair care routine and how do you keep it so shiny and vibrant. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. I guess I use the right type of conditioner, maybe. But, uh, yeah, I have no idea. It just looks this way on its own. It's all natural. Well, now that you're a celebrity, maybe you can get some nice hair care endorsements, you know, and just uh, <laughs> turn that into a thing, right? Yeah, that would be nice. 
Hey, if we can uh, if we can attempt to get uh, sponsored by Grandma's Cookies, you can get sponsored by Hair Care Products. Let's make it happen, guys. For the active clicks player, V05. <laughs> so uh, Warren Jin wants to know, when Scott Crampton passed the title to you, were you able to get all the sticky residue off? No, I don't think it's ever going to come off. <laughs> oh, no, just man. kidding. Scott's great. great. He was a great guy. Actually, got lucky enough to play against him in Team Worlds, and he was a super nice guy. Yeah. Um, He's always got the jokes. Oh, for sure. So uh, what's coming up next for you? Which uh, I think we can spend a few minutes uh, talking about states and uh, what we've got going on as a podcast and... Uh, what uh, what states are you looking forward to attending? Uh, you got plans for multiple states or just one, or what? Uh, what do you got in mind? Uh, yeah, I've got. I think we're planning on going to. Um, I think we have uh, Tulsa first. I think Tulsa is maybe the last week of the last weekend of July, and then the next week, uh, the first weekend of August, we'll have uh, Texas states down in Houston, and I think uh, I'll be going to both of those. So about to start getting a team together here soon, start practicing a little bit, and then, yeah, looking forward to doing all that and getting ready for uh, Rocktober. Yeah, so we've, um, I think we're waiting to see what comes out in Elseworlds a little bit. We, we've got a lot of practice on kind of what we expect to see already. Um, so just kind of maintaining our level of practice on that and uh, seeing what uh, what craziness comes out in Elseworlds too. Yeah, same here. It's pretty exciting. Can't wait to see what we get. Maybe uh, we'll be all calling out Casey Hawk, uh, Casey Aquaman's. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, excited to see how how some of these Casey figures start interacting with the uh, boxing ring now that it's going to be legal. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, the the boxing ring has a total uh, major impact on the game that we did not see at at Origins. Um, especially in that interaction with Bizarro, um, it's uh, it, it can be crazy, and you can combine that with things like a Wakanda map. Um, if you don't ignore hindering, then it, it it becomes a very hard situation to hit. Is the boxing ring not like the silliest thing ever that we've put on a Hero Clicks map though? It's stupid as hell. <laughs> I, I'm, I mean, I'm not gonna lie; it is so freaking stupid. Because everybody's gonna do the same thing; they're gonna go Wakanda, they're gonna sit in the boxing ring. It's gonna make a stupid ass meta. Well, that is just this little plastic boxing ring. Yeah, <laughs> oh, God, it's, no. so, it's I hideous. Mean... I feel like uh, <laughs> Rob and the other custom people need to get on just like a mat that's like however big the boxing ring is that you can just lay on the map and represent the boxing ring because it's stupid. Yes, it's have uh, have you busted yours out much yet, Dustin? Uh, no, but I'm right there with you guys on the mat idea because I think I read a ruling recently where they ruled that multi-based figures can occupy squares inside and outside of the ring. So I'm curious at how you're going to place that on a map with like the Punisher van or something like that. You can't even place characters against the ropes. Yeah, yeah. it gets a little crowded and hard to get them in the correct square when you've got them in there like that. Uh, I just, it just, it's hard to transport. It's kind of clunky to put on the map. It just, uh, 
execution's not there, I don't think, with it. Yeah, that's a good idea. We need to we need to run that by some of the custom guys. I will I will take that as an action item because I will <laughs> I will I will want a few of those for states. I mean, you you got to because it's just it's so clunky and so dumb. I mean, like I love the concept of it and it looks okay, but once you get it on the map and try to put figs in it, it's it's just stupid. Yeah. Definitely. So but, you know, hey, I, I like it, right? I like the concept. I'm not trash-talking the concept of the ring. I'm just like, the fact that I can't put figures on the edges of it if there's a figure right next to it is just kind of annoying. Me and Dan had a nightmare playing the other day in it. Yeah. Yeah, no, so I, I, I like the idea, the concept of it, right? I, I, I generally like, you know, using Bizarro, using things that draw the game in close. You know, I think that's a direction that WizKids has is pushing the game to be more close combat oriented, which uh, Dave loves, I love, I think Jason loves too. And, um, you know, the boxing ring does that, but the physical implementation of the boxing ring is just a pain in the ass. Pull pull it out, Dustin, and just uh, place it on a map and try to fit four colossals in it. I'm gonna try. <laughs> there shouldn't yeah. be four colossals in it anyway, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> but there could be. There's no reason that it couldn't be, right? I mean, that's a very yeah. feasible thing that could happen. Is I mean, you know, try to... What is it? Is it four by four or eight by eight? What is it? I think it's, it's eight, a... eight by eight, or maybe a six okay. by six. No, one two. I think it's more. I think it's more it's like five. six by six. Five. Is it five by five? I think it's five by five. Yeah, I don't okay. know. Mine are all downstairs right now. So. I mean, you couldn't even put, like, say, a skull ship in there. It wouldn't even fit in the ring. So, I don't know what you're supposed to do in those situations where the figures are too large to fit there. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I don't know. Uh, one, let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, it's five by five. The skull ship's six by three, so it's got to have its ass out of the ring anyways. Um... <laughs> So yeah, and you I, can't sit. You can't physically sit it on the map like that because of the rays of the boxing room, you know. And you can't remove. Right. You can't remove the little uh, nylon things very well. So, I I like it. I mean, I like how they put it together. I like the, uh, you know, the fact that the ropes are actually bouncy, like an actual wrestling boxing ring would be. Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. For like a, like a scenario like that, it's pretty fun. <laughs> but you know, in in competition like that, it can, presents problems. Yeah, you could totally um, like play crossfire with that ring and just shoot Heroclix figures across the ring at each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think the interaction I make that was Muhammad a... Ali meta. <laughs> yes, there you go, Dave. Make that your new thing. Wish there was a Muhammad Ali ID card. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have been terrible if we would have gotten just a generic um, Justice League ID card uh, like the level 7 that would have just opened up so many other possibilities well I mean why not we got the level 7 what's wrong with it the other way around well I mean the fact that they didn't make a shield there's no equivalent for it in the DC universe really in clicks that has as many figures 
Right, I understand, but I'm I'm just saying like there are so many pieces. I mean, come on, look at the two sets they had come out were Nick Fury and you know and Agents of Shield and then freaking Avengers Assemble. So there's like a crap ton of Shield pieces already, you know. So right, I don't know. I just I know there's no DC like equivalent of Shield, but still, I feel like. There should have been some kind of option like that for DC. Yeah. But unless it was Justice League, it wouldn't have been worth a crap, so. Right. There is a DC equivalent. It would be Checkmate, but they're just not heavily used enough in the comics nor in clicks for it to make any sense. Yeah. Right, and, and it seems like ID cards are a mechanic that is gone after next year. Other than the uh, con-exclusive ones. So uh, it, would, be... it would just be the uh, DC con exclusive ones. Would be going away? No, those would be the only ones left. Oh, okay, because the Marvel ones will retire. The Marvel ones came out with Felix Faust and Doctor Strange, and those are going away. Not all of them, though. Right? Uh... We got Swordsman, Swordsman Tigra and Sentry later on. True. I, I could see those, those were later on. I could see that going away, too. But that's just my opinion. It's just another mechanic they've abandoned, like so many before, right? So, what do you? Uh, what do you? I'll be glad to see them gone. Yeah, I'll be glad to see ID cards gone. I think then it'll be back to playing clicks. I can agree with that. It's weird, just that you can have all of these heavy duty attackers sitting on your sideline. It's Definitely different. <laughs> well, and the thought that I've had is the past. Let's see what I'm trying to say here. The the Bizarro, right? If she, if Hawkeye didn't wasn't able to be called in on the Shield level seven, then you know that makes Bizarro that much more powerful. So you think about 2018's retirement. So, World's Fi- Joker's Wild shouldn't retire next year. So you're talking about Bizarro possibly reigning supreme because he's able to be main forced versus Chase Hawkeye not being able to be main forced. Well, maybe you main force Chase Hawkeye then, if it's what that becomes. I mean, right, but we don't know what kind of other options you're going to have at 65-ish. Yeah. Who knows what's going to come out between now and then, right? Right. So, like, if if you can play... Well, I'm guessing Superman and Wonder Woman will be gone, so Half-Arc will also retaliators will go away, but then Thor is coming out with more, so I guess that's a mechanic they're going to stick with. Which I like the Colossal Retaliator mechanic. It's uh... Well, they actually make Colossals relevant and playable, Yeah, you know, for once. What, <laughs> so, let's, uh, so now that we've gotten some seat time on Sinestro... How about a round table? What's your favorite Colossal Retaliator? Dustin, you got, you got one in mind? Oh, yeah. I think the Atom, for sure, just because he gets through so many different defensive powers. <clears throat> what about you, Dave? Uh, I agree. The Atom is still my favorite. Um, just a little bit cheaper um, than some of the other ones, and uh, he's just... He gets through all the powers. I mean, super sense, shape change, combat reflexes are gone. So anything that's really, uh, and he does penetrating damage. 
So really, I mean, you can almost count on that as long as you hit just being two damage. I mean, they're taking it. What do you think, Jason? I mean, I like the Adam. I like Solaris. That ten range outwit and then the power cosmic and the new rules is going to be super good. I agree. I think uh, I think my favorite would have been the Adam a few weeks ago, um, but the Ameridroid just takes a special place in my heart at this point. Um, now, is that strictly because of placement? Uh, so there's a few yes. re- there no it, it is not there there's a few reasons is uh the the nine attack kind of sucks but it's not like it's crit hitting right so statistically it's worse than an atom there's no question um but you can hit with a nine especially if you go after a soft piece with a 17 defense, that's only an 8. Um, the the placement is great. The 6 range is great. And then the close combat expert against other Colossals is really great as well. So where you take your Adam, right, that comes in, Colossal retaliates, he's DDM'd down to 1 now. He can't kill another Colossal. A mare droid comes over, Colossal retaliates, places, still has two damage, CCE's up to an 11, kills another Colossal retaliator. That's fair. So, um, and, and the placement is just huge, right? So you can place, you can place anything, right? You can place a, a uh, skull ship, theoretically. Uh, you Somebody's fought their way into the ring and hit you, you take them out of the rain. Very good point. So, um, plus the uh, plus the sculpt is uh, is quite amazing. He just absolutely dwarfs all of the other sculpts at the moment. I hope Wonder Woman is something bonkers too. That's that's why Dan likes him because he's big. Yeah, the newer I'm, the I'm newer colossals that have come out are bigger. Dustin, I, I think I saw that her, her retaliation uh, was 75 points. She's a 75-point retaliator? No, she's what? really. No, she's 15. Oh, she is 15? Yeah, yeah. I thought I saw on the on the base at, in the display case that her lowest starting line was 75, but maybe I just am blind. Uh, I was pretty, like, whoa. I'm pretty, sure it's, uh, I'm pretty sure it's, um, it's 15. Oh, okay. I definitely thought it was 75. If it's 75, that is a hell of a retaliation power. Yeah. That's exactly what I was... Everything is dead. <laughs> no, it, it was definitely 15. I'd have to look at the pictures. Okay. Um, gotcha. But, uh, yeah, Wonder Woman definitely does have a uh, a very nice sculpt as well. So, uh, it, it'll look quite impressive on the map. But uh, then again, you put all these Colossals together, uh, Retaliators together in the boxing ring, and they're not all going to fit. I don't think that's much of a problem for everybody, Dan. That's true. <laughs> just, Unless they were thinking about doing it. I don't know, it's just uh, boots to asses everywhere. <laughs> it's going to be fun. 
So, um, that's all the questions that we had, um, Dustin. Uh, what uh, what's on? What else is on your mind, uh, Jason? Um, I don't know. I don't have a lot on my mind right now. Uh, clicks wise, man, I've, I'm I'm busy doing other stuff, like changing diapers and feeding babies. So I don't know that I've got a lot of other things to talk about. What about you, Dave? Um. I don't know, man. I just, uh, I'm just looking forward to states. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't, yeah, I didn't get to mention that earlier. So we, we still have our four states lined up. We had a little bit of hiccup with uh, Illinois. Um, so Clickstaff should be going to the first weekend, Illinois, then Missouri, uh, the second weekend, Tennessee, then Kentucky. Um, wow. So we. So, so we, it's going to be. It's going to be Saturday, Sunday, then Saturday, Sunday? That's right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Oh, I should Hardcore, run my man. team by Dustin to see what he thinks. Go ahead. Talk, let's all talk right, about so, your team. All right. So in one of the states, what I'm wanting to play is I'm wanting to play uh, Overdrive, Peace Machine, and um, Mini Shredder. And right now, even though everybody is like hard up on Clone, I really want to play Claw Shredder. Um, with um, a round tables, and if I can get hold of all the pieces, is I'm wanting it to be um, Chase Hawkeye, Cosmic Spider Man, the rare Doctor Strange that gives you like the empower or enhancement and the plus one attack. Um, let's see. Oh hell, I'm having trouble remembering them all. <laughs> but basically, five really or six really good ID cards. I just figure I'm not trying to like rush everyone but i'm just trying to like play a team that's fun and kind of um frustrating (laughs) believe it or not uh my my one loss in worlds during swiss was to that exact team except he didn't have the uh the id cards or he had a few id cards but he had solaris but it was the exact but he used uh the clone and shark okay see so i was told that if you use clone and shark um, once the shark comes out, that he can call in bigger ID card characters. Yes. But I, mm-hmm. I just have always had a, every every competitive player I've met has always been like, if your strategy is to get one of your pieces killed, that's not a very good strategy. <laughs> you know, like I understand, like it's it's lethal, but what if they just avoid clone the whole time? It's true. I figured... See, the thing with Claw is he exploits, he has giant reach, um, he does his pen damage, he's got, like, an 11 attack. So, like, you know, I'm getting through stuff with him, potentially locking down attackers, and I have a longer reach whenever he does stuff. He also moves through elevated terrain, which is crucial. Right, and also, if they pulse wave him, you know, Clone does not come back, and the, sh- and the shark doesn't come out if he's pulse waved. But Claw comes back, and that's more, um, you know, then you still got to hit him at least two more times to kill him because of Peace Machine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so Dave, I think what we didn't, we didn't talk about quite a bit is the, um, and I, and I want to cover this in depth on, say, our next episode would be uh, uh, some of the new What If Maps. 
Um, I don't think they made quite as big of an impact as they could have at Origins, uh, but King Arthur's Castle is... Uh, That's the one where you can't get up except for that one spot, and they're on opposite sides of the map, right? Yeah, so you have to have improved targeting, or improved movement elevated. Well, Claw has that. Yeah, so that that makes Claw super useful, I think, in, in what you're trying to do. Right. Yeah, also a piece machine. Since you're running one one standard size uh, walker and then the tiny uh, piece machine has sidestep flight, he can sidestep them up the elevators as well. That is true. And um, another, um, oh, that new uncommon flash is one that I wanted to put on there. Because I have overdrive and mini shredder, both within power. So, you know, you're looking at plus two damage to a to a close attack there. And even though I got Peace Machine on, I mean, that's still... The potential is there to to put a big hit on somebody. Because, you know, it goes through after Reducers, right? So, I mean... But are you playing that Uncommon Flash for an attacker? Or are you doing it for that trait where he's going to... I'm doing it for both. Hit? So, like, let's say I call out Flash, all right? And then I've got two Empowers off the Mini and the Overdrive. That Flash suddenly becomes, like, a 4-5 damage piece. Then he can go back, and then on their turn, if they somehow mount a ranged attack, I can use the trait for that flash to make them auto-miss, and now it doesn't matter if he's only using sidestep and outwit for the rest of the game because he's going away at the beginning of the next turn anyway. That's fair, yeah. My only question would be, if I restock the flash ID card, is it considered a new character? It is. That's why I would figure. So. Yeah, it's a new character, just like uh, just like Nightwing being able to restock Nightwing, getting a second Tony Zuko. True. Do we want to go and cover that Flash? Because I think he's going to be on a lot of competitive teams as an ID card character. Sure. Let's just go ahead and go through that. I mean, so that's 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 about the only exciting preview we've gotten from Elseworlds where we so far. You got him pulled up, Dave? You want to read him off? I got, I'm putting him in the chat right now. There it is. So, all right, I'll read it off. It's an uncommon 018 Flash, so he'll be easy to get, along with the Flash ID card being fairly easy to get. That's always... For now. Ha- yeah. Well, <laughs> Flash, was a, Flash was a common ID card, so uh, yes. there there's a ton of them out there. Um, I, I have no doubt that he'd be easy to get. Um, so, and and that's important, right? I think if, uh, as Dustin alluded to us, a lot of new players, right? If you if you get new players that want um, that want to get into competitive, right? Being able to give them uh, cheap options is always good, right? So, uncommon flash, right? So we're talking about a flash that'll be fifty cents. Um, He's got a 12 movement, 10 attack, 18 defense with super senses, uh, 3 damage, uh, 60 points. Uh, once per game, if another friendly character within 10 squares and line of fire would be hit by a ranged attack, you may place the flash in a square adjacent to the target, and that attack misses that target. If you do, for the rest of the game, the flash's speed value becomes 0, and he can use sidestep and outwit. Yeah, so I mean, like, Think about this. Like, you're playing a guy, right? You're right there in that reach of each other where something can happen, all right? You know Nick's coming out next turn, right? That's the that's the optimal time 
for some Nick Fury action from your opponent. You can call out this Flash. And now the next turn, if they call out the Nick, he probably is going to miss depending on who he targets, you know, because Nick sees through a lot. But what you can do is use him to protect, like, a bigger piece. And then, so either he calls in the Nick and he misses, or he just goes one more turn without calling in the Nick. You know what I mean? Which can allow you to clear, and re- it re- helps reset the pace. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. The, the, all yeah. of a sudden, now where you were, like, feeling stressed because the pace is benefiting them, like, you've got more action tokens on than them, and they can start to kind of take over the game with one attack, now you completely changed it back around to you who's setting the pace of the match. Which is huge in clicks. I totally well, I don't it know. is. That's a good, a good thing I didn't think about. It's tempo control. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yep. That's a that's a perfect assessment. Assessment, Dave. Thank yeah. You. Great. And you know that's another interesting thing that you bring up is that he's easily accessible. Like I kind of feel like right now, if you're new and just getting into this, like it's really expensive to get the pieces that are good in the meta right now, more so than has been in a long time. I think. I mean, you guys feel that way? Uh, I think... Well, let's let's look at this. If you want to play a Jakeem and a level 7 ID card with a Chase Hawkeye on it, you're $200 right there, and only one of the pieces is actually going to be on the map the whole game. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at Goblin King is $75 or so. Which Cosmic's... will go down soon, but well, right maybe now he's will. still yeah. high. What if is, pre- is pretty much uh, been, is out of stock? Uh, so does it, does it go down? I, mean, I don't know. It's not like it's everywhere out on the shelves to buy. Uh, you know, Cosmic Spider-Man is 40 or 50 bucks. Dustin, how, uh, how's y'all's stock of uh, What If? Did y'all sell out pretty quick? Pretty quick. Yeah, we sold out pretty quick. I was in there on Thursday night, and I don't think I saw any What If on the shelf. Dang. <laughs> yeah, so with that being said, if it's, if, it's that, if it's that scarce, does the price drop? I don't think it does. So I, I find demand. I think it is expensive. Um, I don't think it's the most expensive. Um, yeah, I think there's a couple of ways to look at it. Uh, from the tw- 2016 to 2017 meta, that probably was not as expensive, unless you wanted no. to. Unless you wanted to run a fully loaded uh, Quinjet. Now that was probably expensive. That was probably 600 bucks or better. Um, so I, I think the, the, the Jakeem Goblin King meta uh, brings you in at probably about $400 for a good team um, but things like this a flash ID card something that's able to be called in by Goblin King right or in your scenario mm-hmm. day something that's able to be called in by Shredders um, you know makes it a lot more com- entry entry into the competitive scene a lot more uh, palatable. Yeah, I mean, clicks is, is not cheap right now. So. I mean, <laughs> I, uh, I look back at the the stuff from, like, 2014, right? We're like, oh, I gotta have two entities that are like, let, let's just say a hundred bucks a piece, all right? Because I know, I know Parallax was really expensive and Ion was really expensive, but, I mean, 
let's say 120. So you got two two entities at like 120 a pop, and then you want to play your Iron Pharaoh, who at one point was going for like 80 to 100 bucks. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and that that was after he kind of hit you know won a couple things and he shot way up, you know. But before that, he wasn't hard. Right, to you can get him for like 30, 40 dollars because they were all yeah. super cheap. And then yeah, that, like, this, uh, this is comparable to that time frame, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think you could make an argument that like it's always been expensive to play competitive clicks. But still, well, I think the important thing is it is not as expensive as other collectible games to play. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's not as bad as Magic. Um, I mean, I traded it in a Magic deck one time for like a quarter value of what it was, and I still got like 250 bucks. So, you know, I mean... it And Warhammer. Warhammer is super expensive. Um, you're playing 40k or fantasy, so um, I mean, it's just it's just what it is. So, yeah, I, I think, but I think it's the meta is fairly diverse, fairly healthy right now, um, more so than it has been in the past, right? Uh, I think more so than it even was like a month or two ago. Yeah, I mean. Because it was mm-hmm. all Jakeem all the time, which, like I said, he's a fantastic piece. I still, until the new rules, would still play Jakeem instead of Goblin King. But with the introduction of Goblin King and some of this newer stuff in the past couple months, it's 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 gotten a little better. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see in the state's results, because typically those are a little bit smaller tournaments. Um than, than, than nationals or whatever, or most bigger regionals. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if the results mirror what we've seen, if uh, if all of the state's results are Tank, Goblin King, and Jakeem, or if uh, somebody else with another... If, say, a main force Nick Fury can win a state. Yeah, yeah I, I think, mean... I think you'll see some different stuff. Just because, probably mostly, the, the tournaments are more spread out and people aren't attending as many of them. You're not going to have uh, all your normal competitors at each one. You know what I mean? A little more right. accessible, I think. And, and so, like you know, we've had guys on from um, Canada, and I've talked to people from Brazil. So, like, if you think about our conversation, what we just had, where I'm like, you got Jakeem, you got a level seven, you got a Hawkeye, and you got a tank, and that's almost three hundred dollars. Now, imagine how much that costs if you live in Brazil. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's why yeah. That's why whenever you look at Mexican nationals, you see turtles, like, kicking the crap out of everything. Because, you know, like, um, one of the guys I talked to in Brazil, he's like, oh, yeah, I have all this stuff. Like, I have all this ridiculously competitive things. But I don't play it at the national level because I know that a lot of the other people there don't. And I don't want to be at a huge advantage because I'm buying all these ridiculously priced things that they don't have. You know? So, I mean, there's, like, such a huge difference between how we play and how they play and things like that, so. But if anybody was curious, that's why you don't see, like, um, Jakeem, Hawkeye, Level 7, Tank, blah, 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 like, you know, something that's, like, 500 bucks here winning some of the the other national tournaments. Yeah. 
I agree. And uh, did you get to play anybody, Dustin, from overseas? Uh, yeah, I did. I did in a uh, top 32 at Worlds. I played the Chilean national champ. Uh, his name was Federico. Yes, I played him round one, actually. And what was he playing? Uh, he was playing uh, he... Uh, Faust with Brainiac, uh, Overdrive, uh, Proteus on um, Riptide, and a Mr. Nobody with uh, Supreme Intelligence. Right, so like, <laughs> if you look on there, there's no like $100 piece on that team, you know? And he still made it to top 32 of Worlds, so. But I like, that was a pretty good example of, uh, so you got a two-year-old con exclusive you can buy for relatively cheap, and then some other stuff, so. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting. Um, I played him, uh, and then I also played the uh, Filipino, uh, Philippines national champ. Uh, so and what he, was he playing? Uh, he did have a Jakeem. Uh, I think it was Jakeem, Eclipso, uh, or maybe it was a blank Jakeem, just Jakeem with Supreme Intelligence, um, and the Rocket Launcher Punisher. With a, okay. With a tank on there, so... Um, I mean, in the tank, he could have bought when he was there. Sure. Yeah, he could have bought it that day. So, I mean, they, they both played very well. Um, you know, and I asked him, I was like, hey, do you guys know anybody in the States to get you all some of these pieces? And they were like, no, we just don't know anybody to like that's coming to Origins to say, hook us up or whatever. Um, so I was like, hey, you know, look me up. <laughs> so, they uh, you can picture it now. They just take the Goblin King back to the... Philippines and terrorize all their local tournaments with it. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? It's the fabled Goblin King. Yeah. Which, if you think of it, is funny because that's exactly what Norman Osborn would do. He would. He would terrorize do. people. Yes. In the Philippines? Nah, just in general. <laughs> just in general. I don't think he. I don't think he necessarily has any extra. Discuss towards Philippines people, probably, uh, probably Spider Man. So, <laughs> so hey, Dustin, what are you hoping we get out of Elseworlds? Like, if you could pick one Elseworlds story piece, well, more than any single piece, I'm kind of hoping we get. Uh, oh, you, oh, you're saying Elseworlds? Sorry, I'm thinking Mighty Thor. Um, <laughs> well, I've already seen some of the. Uh, I, I'm honestly really excited about the uh, the NBA Superman. <laughs> right. Basketball Superman. I, oh, yeah. I'm really excited to see what the heck they do with that piece because it could be really fun. He doesn't have a power card like Alley Oop. I'm going to be like, you know, disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> my my Somebody brother would, like throw a basketball token to a friendly character who can then make a free range combat attack or something. Yeah, or a close combat attack, something like that. <laughs> I hope it. I hope all his powers are references from the video game NBA Jam. <laughs> like I hope, like one of his powers is called Boom Shakalaka, and from downtown, and he's on fire. <laughs> just all NBA Jam references. You know that yes. just that just means we're getting that much closer to having Bill Clinton and Hero Clicks. 
Yes, it does. does <laughs> if he's holding a sax, are we going back to the presidents as hero clicks conversation here? Possibly. <clears throat> U.S. We are getting Abe Lincoln clicks? coming up after all. I know. Oh, <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, give me a U.S. president. John F. Kennedy could have a power called back and to the left. Oh, too soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> too too soon, Dave. Oh, I'm sorry. It's 1963. Not not far enough away yet. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I think that I think that's it. I think I love the the Superman, the basketball Superman. I'm I'm interested in the Casey Aquaman and um, the Sheriff Diana Prince, and I'm hoping the rest of her her posse from the from the West is is there as well. I'm interested in that Tangent Universe Green Lantern. Which one? That's the one with the staff and the and the, and the hooded cloak. Yeah, yeah, she um, might be some crazy stuff. They said there was a Green Lantern that they showed the sculpt of, and in the comics... That's the one I'm we, talking about. Yeah, the one that can revive people from the dead? Is that what you're talking about? That's the, that's the sculpt I'm talking about, yeah. That's the yeah. universe Green Lantern. I don't, yes, remember, I, I don't remember... I haven't read enough to remember if that's what she did, but... I mean, that's just what somebody said on a picture that I saw on one of the clicks, like, uh, trade sites or whatever. Somebody posted some pictures, and they were like, whoa, that, that Green Lantern could bring people back from the dead. And, like, immediately, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> that's exactly this what... Could get, huh? We just need to... We, that's exactly what we need, a shredder that we have to kill three times. <laughs> yes! And sidestepping yeah. into you. Me! <laughs> That'll oh, be man. so fun, Dan. Yeah, I don't well, think so. Imagine if there weren't any limitations. So, like, you you bring back uh, a piece with, like Jakeem, and he just regens back up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel the only way to balance something like that is they still score the points for the piece whenever they KO'd it, and they can score more if they KO it again. Yeah, probably so. You know what? No, that's not fun either, because then you have people that are playing Mistress Death with the zombie Green Lantern girl here, and they score freaking 1,300 points in a game. Okay, and? They could do that before. That No, that's just... What, what, what I'm saying is like... That's so just like, terrible to have to... Ju- that's just terrible to have to judge and do those points. Oh, well. <laughs> Imagine I'm playing um, Goblin King, and they kill my Goblin King, and then she brings my Goblin King back to life. They still scored the 175 for the Goblin King. But I could end the game with my Goblin King back. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's, it's probably going to do nothing anywhere near that. But it would kind of be a cool mechanic. I mean, would even that be, so, would that be meta? I think so. So I think the Is other option would Lantern? be. I think it would be if it's called Green Lantern, right? Because the be Green an ID card, the ID card, and then even if it's something as simple as. Give this character a free action to heal an adjacent friendly character one click. That that can totally be worth it. That would be a good ID card call in too. She could come out, heal, and, and then freaking shoot somebody. Yeah, that's totally worth you know sixty seventy points. Well, we'll see how many points she is, right? 
So support support your seventy uh, heal your seventy five point Goblin King back to uh, its ten attack click, so that it can use support on Jakeem even better. Right. So here we go. Here we go. Question for all of you: Will we have an ID card figure in Elseworlds that impacts just as much as Cosmic Spider Man? I'm gonna go with no. There's just no way. <laughs> Jason, a, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say off to Dan just because he said no. So <laughs> say yes, Dustin. <laughs> I, I would have to agree that that Spider-Man is kind of a game changer. I don't know. It's, this is this is a 15th anniversary. It's a DC set, and then DC has a lot of crazy shit. So I'm gonna say there is. I'm gonna say there's a big meta impact ID card potential call-in figure. I just don't see I think them, there's definitely like, a hmm? I think there's definitely a window right now for a good Batman call in. We don't really have a great Batman call in anymore other than KC Bats who's a little little bit too high for most people to call in. Right, yeah, I mean unless you're That's playing like the Goblin King, you're really not calling. <laughs> but I mean, you know, nobody thought that what if was gonna have this kind of impacting stuff until just oh, right at the right, end and then boom the there it was when they spoiled the three super rares and everybody flipped. So you just you just know they're holding out on the really crazy stuff, right? So I think, <laughs> no, I think I think it was maybe just the opposite. Everybody hoped something was crazy as shit in what and what if to keep us from having to face all the Alan Scotts. <laughs> I don't think that was the concept. I don't. I I wasn't. I wouldn't like. Man, I hope there's something in here that completely counteracts that one piece. I think I they were after the boxing ring was banned. Suck. Yeah, we were after the boxing ring was banned. I, I would totally agree with that. But they're not gonna—they're not gonna let Marvel have those kind of pieces, and then DC doesn't get something equivalent. I just don't think they are. Like I said, <laughs> I'm just hoping for a new White Witch. How about that? To limit free actions? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna get a White Witch. You might get a—not that character anyway. You might get somebody that's something similar. I don't know. I don't know. We only have one current free action limiting piece in the meta right now, so. And he's only good as an ID card. Exactly, that Black Panther. And he only gets to do it to one person one time, and then he goes away. Yeah. Which, I mean, hey, if you put him on your team, and you play a Goblin King, that one time could be pretty big. That's true. People can be digging out White Witch for Rock Cup. <laughs> In that Silver Age event. I already thought about it for that Silver Age event. I'm going to see so many Super Scroll, Goblin King, Mole Man combinations. Did uh, Did you see the uh, format, Dustin, for the Friday Super Qualifier? I did not. So, so typically, at least last year and this year, they've done a special event or something fun. Uh, for the Friday Super Qualifier. So last year uh, was 400 Modern. Um, so that was that was a lot of fun. Dave got second. I got fourth in that one. Um, so we just added 100 points onto our other builds. Um, so this <laughs> yeah. this upcoming year, uh, this so this Friday will be uh, 300 uh, Rock Age Limited. Oh, wow. Yeah, that would yeah. be fun. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, freaking mole man. 
<laughs> yeah. Friggin', will it be the triumphant return of Brother Voodoo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There's just so many cool, like, old combinations you can bring out or combo, like, new stuff with the old stuff. It's going to be cool. But I, I do imagine there's going to be uh, Goblin King, Mole Man, and um, Super Scroll, Zombie Super Scroll monster theme teams everywhere. And oh, then yeah, you're gonna see sure. you're gonna see like um, Jakeen Thunder with stuff for like mystical theme teams. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> well, to be fair, I don't think you can fit Super Scroll uh, Goblin King. No, you can. I'm yeah, wrong. you can. My, I already, you can. I already yeah. Ended it yeah. Up. <laughs> yeah. That. How many points is it? Uh, One seventy, seventy-five, and forty-three. I'm on Ram, so it's two ninety-two. So uh, you got enough to throw on like a symbiote on one of them. Yeah, you can totally uh, TK back the weapon drop with Goblin King onto Super Scroll, so now he has even more powers. Ugh, gross. <laughs> or even better, uh, mind, con- uh, mind Control Goblin King to TK back the uh, weapon drop onto Super Scroll. Uh, and then pick more powers. <laughs> yeah, and then and then you don't you have an untoken Goblin King and uh, one token Super Scroll to go work go do work. Yep. And then Goblin King and Super Scroll can both leadership Mole Man. I mean, I just imagine that team's going to be around because, one, super fun. <laughs> Let's not lie to ourselves here. <laughs> I hope that there is a really sweet Green Lantern in Elseworlds because the return of Kyle Rayner for that Friday Super Cube may happen as well. So, I'm just looking forward to the return of High Father. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Don't tack you on time, baby. That's a nice Cal Renner you got over there. It'd be a shame if he couldn't attack. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why you go with the monsters, because then, you know, Goblin King is a fantastic secondary attacker at 75 points, so he just puts Highfather on alert. I'm coming for you! Well, yeah, so uh, the Dave, you just do Cal Rayner and Goblin King. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, so it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a bloodbath, but it's gonna be a fun bloodbath. Because you're gonna be like, I haven't seen this piece in so long, I love it. I'm just gonna play copycat and take everybody's stuff. <laughs> oh god, I'd hate you. Two copycats and a Nick Fury. That's a that's a nice Goblin King you got over there at 75 points. Be a shame if you joined my team. Oh, cool. I like your double Doc Ock team, bro, but uh, I'm going to have to take that overdrive. (laughs) (laughs) Now, y'all just wait patiently. I'll be over there in a minute. (laughs) Oh, man. It'd be too fun. Cool, Frogman. Mixie combo, bruh. I'm going to go ahead and take that Mixie. Thanks. Oh, gosh. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Dave. You got me. I want to play copycat. I just think that she'd be a really good play. What can I say? Yeah, you, uh, Dustin, you missed out on the reign of copycat. Yeah, I know. I, I played against one on Thursday night, and it was no fun. Yeah, well, you, you didn't miss anything. Trust me. <laughs> think, think about this. People are going to play Krangbang as well. How lethal is Krang without Justin Seifert? Right. Not very. <laughs> Copycat's like, cool Justin Seifert. Yeah, I'm going to take that. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, you may 
you may be giving them a 90-point fig for a 40-point fig, but you completely neutered their team. Yeah. Also, Copycat can take any shredder. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to take that mini shredder. <laughs> or, hey, cool clone shredder. Now you guys get minus two. I don't know. I'm just probably spouting out more ideas than what I should be spouting out. But No, I mean, probably here's, so. uh, here's the thing, right? Uh, Clicks has still got. There's only so many ideas, right? Golden Age opens up a ton more. But Copycat was powerful when she was legal. I mean, it's not that anybody that's going to the Super Qualifier isn't going to think, well, I hope I don't face a Copycat. <laughs> right. So. That, and I mean, like you said, there are only so many original ideas. So, like, there are going to be some people who have already thought about this. Or would have thought about it anyway, so. Yeah. But hey, by the way, if somebody totally, like, wins the Super Qualifier because they have a a copycat on their team and they got the idea from the podcast, we'll be glad to have you on. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Ta-da! You're welcome. So. (laughs) Alright, let's, uh, you guys want to go into final thoughts for the day? Uh, sure. Uh, sure. Exiting thoughts. Jason, go. Uh, I hate copycat. <laughs> Just like I said before. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna touch all your pieces, Jason. Oh, see, it's just, uh, yeah, it bothers me. I'm gonna make my hands extra sweaty when I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said it before and I'll say it again. Fuck copycat. Dave. Oh. oh, I had something just a second ago. Oh, okay. How about this? Um, looking forward to seeing everybody. And, uh, hopefully I can make all four states. So, we'll see. Dustin, what's your exiting thoughts for the show? Uh, I think I have to go with uh, Fuck Mole Man. You guys got me thinking about... <laughs> 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 oh, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, oh. I got so tired of Mole Man and Dracula when that was a thing, and then Mole Man and Super Scroll. Just, uh. Uh, hey, by the Mole way. Man Shuma. <laughs> also, he's not going to miss because you have two props. Also, um, all of the Shredders are uh, monsters, too, or at least uh, most of them. No! <laughs> They're all monsters. Uh, yeah. cl- Clone's not a monster. He's the mystical one. But, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going yeah. to move in that shredder with a mind control, ping you, um, <laughs> shoot you. I'm going to mind control him to move away now. <laughs> Just do all... Or hit you. Just... Yeah. I don't think it's as lethal as Super Scroll, but... Oh, and we'll be fair. We should have new rules by then, too, so. I, I I am curious to see if new meta or old meta comes out on top there. Oh, I don't know, because the, the new mind control is move half speed and then attack, or vice versa. Ugh. So I'm going to punch you with the shredder, move away via mind control, then move back in, charge back in, pin damage you, and then attack you for four times with... Uh, <laughs> The the whatever one does that. Claw. Shiva Shredder. Yeah, Shiva Shredder. Ugh. 
So gross. Um, my final thoughts for the day. Um, uh, Grandma's peanut butter cookies are still amazing. Everybody, uh, everybody, check out Howard's eBay store tonight. Uh, well, I probably won't have this out till Monday. So everybody, check out their store. Um, Lucky Dice Games on uh, eBay. So we thank Howard for his sponsorship of the show, and he'll have lots of good stuff up here soon. So uh, thanks everybody for listening to Clicks Off today, and uh, we'll talk to y'all next time. See ya. Later.